0: Hello. Hey there. It's another episode. Sure is sure is buddy. How are you doing, buddy?
1: I'm uh, I'm not bad. I'm not bad at all. How are you? I'm not I'm not sick anymore. So that's exciting. No, that is great to hear. Thanks. That didn't sound forced at all. I appreciate
0: that. <laughs> the genuineness is not coming across.
1: You're coming uh. you're, you're coming at me with a hardcore customer service voice right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can feel the, the the fake enthusiasm. I love it though. I'm doing well as as well. Uh, uh, we are doing press a podcast today. We sure are. And I've got a I've got a question for you that I've been meaning to ask you since about a month ago, since we last recorded.
1: You know what? I'm surprised that was a month. I feel like that was only a couple weeks ago. For the first time ever because normally it feels <laughs> like it's years in between.
0: yeah yeah we we uh, we have an interesting vibe with how we schedule these things and uh this time around we made it work uh or at least we pushed for it and I feel like part of that that we'll get to later on is uh the Nintendo Direct that very excited to happened talk about it. to come out the day before I finished editing. <laughs> Or the day after,
1: <laughs> we're gonna be late to talking about it. Knowing you, that like this is only gonna go up three weeks from now in the direction of the old <laughs> news. But I have a lot to say, and it was very exciting. Uh, luckily, yes. the question you're going to ask me any any day now, uh, I can answer <laughs> any pretty quickly. Day? <laughs> what are you playing right now? Wow, what a great question! What an incredible question! Where do I start? Uh, I can make this pretty quick because uh, you know I made a list. Um, a little while ago, of games that I really wanted to play this year, and I have my work cut out for me. I am now realizing this. Uh, this isn't even every game I want to play, but like I made a list, and there's there's a substantial amount of stuff on here. And some of these are like really long RPGs that are going to take a, a crap ton of time. Like uh, I never played Dragon Quest XI all the way through. I, I played the first hour and then I stopped. Uh, I want to play Octopath Two, um, and there's just a whole crazy list of games here that I want to play. Also uh, oh, these
0: are ones you you like to play but haven't uh totally yeah. played yet.
1: Yeah, I find that I get overwhelmed when trying to decide what to play next because I like I just I have a a list of games in my head that I want to play, but to have that, you know, physically in front of me to look at it and just pick one I think is going to help. Oh yeah. So what I've started with is a game called Chained Echoes, which I don't know why I picked this one. I only found out about it recently. It's an indie RPG and in very much in the style of, of the Super Nintendo. It's oh, yeah, uh, it's a little bit like Octopath. It's a very interesting game. You you play as multiple characters that um, you'll you'll do their little story segment, and you'll go through their turn based battles and go to a boss fight. And then usually after the boss fight, there's like they're leading up to the next part of what they're going to do. And then let's say that's taking place in the middle of a city, the camera like pans. To a different character in that city. And then you continue the story from what they're doing in their perspective. Oh, cool. It's really, it's an interesting game. I'm only a few hours in, but it's it's cool. And I'm excited to continue it. Although it might get put on the back burner because Hogwarts Legacy just came out. And I very much want to play that. It looks right. so cool. Pretty excited about it. There's also a game coming out uh, in a few days. I think on the 24th called Clive and Wrench. Which I think you should absolutely check out. It looks amazing. Wrench. I've been following it since 2017 when Nitro Rad talked about it. Well, he, he, he briefly mentioned it on Twitter, I think. And it looks like just the most charming 3D adventure platformer that I've seen since Odyssey. It looks so good. Oh, heck. Definitely give the trailer a watch. <laughs> it, it looks so fun. Uh, the
0: uh, the trigger word there being 3D platformer, I'm like, oh, Okay, I'm listening.
1: <laughs> it is straight out of the PS2 era. It's like a buddy platformer. You get like it's Clive and Wrench. Um, you just go through so many different fun locales. There's like an Egypt pyramid level. There's a level where you're in a giant bedroom and you're jumping across all the furniture and stuff. It it looks like everything I want out of a 3D platformer. And I have it's been six years of following this game, and I finally get to play it, and I'm very excited. Other than that, I, I bought a, a 70s Trinitron. A uh, CRT TV a, a few months back. Uh, I love that thing. It's very aesthetically pleasing. And I, I've been messing around with some older retro games on that here and there. Nothing crazy. I'm not like doing any deep dives, but I was playing the original Smash Bros. on it the other day. Um,
0: <laughs> awesome. <laughs>
1: that game, I've defended that game for years because, you know, it, it kind of gets wildly overshadowed by every every one of its predecessors. Yeah, we and, talked
0: about that in a previous episode. Oh, did we? Yeah. How, how should I know? That was, like, 18 years ago. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> it has been, like, approximately a millennia.
1: <laughs> this is the first time I've touched it in, in a while. And now that I'm playing it again. One, playing those games on a, a, a old-school CRT, it just feels right. I don't know how to describe it to people unless you're there doing it. It, it feels cozy. It's, yeah, it, it's, it's the a, feel.
0: It's the visual, like, combination of the game... And the way it's being displayed to you—that does it. I don't know. I'm—I could be just guessing here, but I feel like it—it it is a nice synergy of those two things. What it is just kind of takes you back to the days when the game was new.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, this was the display that the game was designed. Well, actually, this is really old. I'm playing it, 1997 games on a seven a 1971 TV. But, right. Like, <laughs> but it's the 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 sound is like just slightly muffled because of crt speakers which just gives it this it's just really cozy and the big thing is the visuals you know you were never meant to see uh nes super nintendo G- genesis n64 games with such like crisp visuals it's it, they were designed in mind that it's going to be a, a bit uh, blended on your display and yeah, that alone just makes those games look far superior on the older technology uh, but overall, it's it's just cozy. It's just really fun. I think I have more fun playing retro games in that setting than just on
0: my fourteen forty p computer monitor because it. Right, it, it just it's feels the fun. authentic experience at that point.
1: Yeah. Other than that, that's that's kind of what I've been doing the past few days. I got a list of games I got to jump on, so hopefully next time I'll have more. How about uh, how about you? What are you what are you jumping into right now?
0: Yeah, so um, I made a list this time we're 2023 we're doing new things wow preparation um, love it yeah right <laughs> it, which i will immediately forget for next time and not do and uh, ever again yeah, you can say um, it at once that's what matters yeah <laughs> we were here <laughs> so the uh first one on my list uh i've been meaning to um make some videos and content on this stuff. I've talked about it lots on my, uh, for sure on Twitter. Um, I'm big into the Cook Serve Delicious franchise Uh, of which there's three games. Um, There's a fourth one coming out, I believe in April, they are launching in early access and they put out a a limited demo that is uh, at the time of recording uh, going to be available for another few days. Um, I was able to jump on that one and just try it out. Uh, the, so it's the fourth game. It's actually called cook serve forever. Um, mm. a fun, uh, if you or, uh, anyone listening hasn't, um, heard of this, definitely look it up. Even just the, the trailer, supposedly there's some like narrative to it. Um, the visuals are stellar as always really chill, um, music, uh, it's kind of like an overhaul of the the c- way that the previous cooking games looked. Uh, the food is much more front and center, and it's just... Yeah, it it looks amazing and plays amazingly as well. I'm really excited to be able to play the, the full release and get to know... This was The demo, of course, is just a, a very brief slice of it, but I probably spent a few hours uh, just... Going through it, even though it's a, it's a kind of a short little preview of what the final game will be. There's a lot of stuff missing, I think, but they just, yeah, they tried something and put out a demo and, uh, I, yeah, I had a ton of fun with that thing.
1: It, it looks like a very advanced version of a Flash game I used to play called Top That, <laughs> which was, oh. like a, you would make burgers <laughs> in like a restaurant and it was, it, 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 similar vibe, but you know, a Flash game
0: yeah well it I would definitely like compare it to um other like simulator games. uh it it is it's a kind of a unique one in that way. Of course, there is other cooking games um out there that are i, I would say probably a, a bit more popular or at least a little bit more well known. um but specifically this this cook serve delicious franchise, the the first three games um, that are out right now, um, kind of have their own little thing to it. It's, um, I've, I've played a few other games that are kind of like that, but, um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's got its own flavor. Pardon the pun. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I've
1: never been big on cooking games. Joke alert. (laughs) I'll, I'll straight up admit that, but I never liked overcooked. That was like the big one a few years ago. There was... Yeah, uh, that
0: one I've never played. That's the always the one that, if anyone I talk to has played another cooking game, that's the one they've played. It, it's I've, very chaotic. I don't know anything about it.
1: It's very chaotic. There's a lot going on. It gets really wacky in the later stages. But I, I'm glad you brought this game up because two weeks ago, uh, I was playing with a few friends, uh, Plate Up, which is like Overcooked, but I like it a lot more. I oh. was surprised at how much fun I had playing it. If you ever uh, have some friends over it's it's a great couch co-op game
0: yeah rock on yeah yeah i i do believe that uh there is some multiplayer aspects in some of the later games i haven't actually played um the second or third in this franchise as much as i love it and rep it uh i'm kind of like doing that weird thing you do as a content creator where you have this thing that you want to make a video or talk about in some way. And so you like keep it out oh, yeah. of your peripheral until, until you actually get around to, to playing it so that I want to be able to like talk about it fresh. And so I don't want to <laughs> start it until uh, I'm really getting into it, but I don't that's know. all too familiar. I,
1: I get it. Yeah.
0: But I was glad to have played the demo. Uh, for this for this new and upcoming game, um, yeah. does it?
1: Uh, when does the full game release?
0: I'm not sure. Yeah, like I said, a, a early access. They're they're releasing on Steam in April. Okay. So it's probably like just a general release, likely within the year after that. I it it entirely depends on the development cycle because obviously when it comes to early access games, they are releasing it in a fairly ready to go state but of course that's sort of the best way to be able to get community feedback on something because they're putting out a uh it's mostly ready but there could possibly be um bugs and stuff that need to be addressed or there's like problems with features and things it's kind of like a, a very collaborative process at that point so right yeah for sure um yeah that'll be good a few other th- games on my list um Obviously, Animal Crossing, (laughs) nothing really to say there that I haven't already said before. A bunch of other games, actually, that I've uh, been kind of bouncing around between with uh, on the Switch. So (laughs) we'll talk about the the Nintendo Direct for sure a little bit later. Uh, One of the things that I was actually quite excited about with the Direct that I uh, started playing basically right after I heard about... Uh, that it was out. They brought Game Boy games yeah. to Nintendo Switch Online. Yeah. Uh, I don't have the expansion pack. I think actually the expansion pack was something you wanted to talk about, so we'll cover that too. Oh. Uh, <laughs> put a pin in it. Um, but the the original Game Boy, uh, the limited selection of games that they have, I think there's something in there that, that everyone will enjoy. But the ones in particular that I was playing, I actually totally beat... Super Mario Land 2, Six Golden Coins, which oh, yeah. I remember loving back in the day, but I never actually had it myself. I'm pretty sure I borrowed it from a friend and then played it a little bit. But that game holds up. That is <laughs> such a lovely little title. Uh, I am somewhat nostalgic for um, the days of, of the original Game Boy, or at least I had a I had a Game Boy Pocket actually back in the day which was uh, a bit of a newer update to that console. Um, and then also Game & Watch Gallery 3. Kind of a <laughs> a funny one. Did you play but Game & Watch I Gallery really 3? En- I really enjoy some of the games on there. I'm not going to lie. What? Yeah.
1: <laughs> that was the most like, okay, announcement that you could have possibly said was coming to Game Boy
0: for, Wow. And you know it's funny because uh of these two games that I've kind of focused on with within the Game Boy stuff there I never owned Super Mario Land 2 and I don't think I actually owned Game & Watch Gallery 3 but that was also one of those ones that I borrowed from a friend and had a ton of fun with. I don't know, it's kind of a it's kind of a mixed bag. It's one of those game collections where it's kind of got like the original classics which are uh, honestly, hard to play at this point. Uh, the little beeps and boops. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what is happening here? But the, the updated uh, arcade versions that they made, which are, uh, I think, take advantage of the Game Boy Color functionality. So, like, it actually looks like a, a full color game. Those are fun. The The Mario Bros. one, I think, is my favorite, where it's like you're controlling both Mario and Luigi and you're kind of passing packages Little things box or something, it's unclear what it is, but at, in the end, you get like a, a package and you throw it onto a mail truck. But it's like, yeah, back and forth, and you sort of have to like manage who is going to pick up what and not drop a package, whatever. I don't know, it's fun. Probably can't, uh, can't really describe that one without sounding like a crazy person.
1: No, you, uh, you uh. might be. In <laughs> fact, there's a, a likely. Chance of this, the only person who has opened Game & Watch Gallery 3 on the <laughs> Switch.
0: <laughs> and I I love that for you. I was see, I was curious because I couldn't remember whether that was one that I'd ever played, but it sounded familiar. And as soon as I went in, I'm like, oh yeah, this one. <laughs> no, like... I, I did have one of them on the, uh,
1: the original Game Boy, I think. I don't remember which one. It might have been one or two. I don't think it was three.
0: It feels very like a bargain bin title. It's like, yeah, we threw it in there, you know, it's like five bucks on sale, take it or leave it, Uh, just a random collection of games. But yeah, there's some fun stuff in there. The other one I played was, uh, there's a a Yoshi game where you're like having to eat cookies as they come down the line and not, again, not drop them. Uh. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) It's very arcadey though, because obviously the the games themselves never really end. So you're kind of just like making, getting points as much as possible. Oh yeah, it was that LCD
1: um, era of games where it's there's no, it's barely a game. It's like it's right, it's like Snake <laughs> on your on your on your Nokia.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, in uh, better news though. Uh, couple of the other games that I'm continuing to work on on switch uh, enjoying playing Super Mario Galaxy I'm going through the the through it the second time with Luigi oh, yeah. um, that's the the 3d all-stars collection which Nintendo released for like two days yeah, yeah. <laughs> never again oh, that one made no sense to me but I'm glad I have it right uh, to be able to play that
1: that game, I mean, they 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 announced it as a limited release, but if you go to Walmart, you can still see that game on shelves. Like they, they printed so many of them, it was it's not an issue. Right.
0: <laughs> they wanted to, yeah. It's artificial scarcity in the strictest sense of the word. Nintendo which really loves. Wasn't doing that. actually no. <laughs> released from the Disney vault. <laughs> yeah. no, nah, you. So stupid. Oh uh, yeah. No, that's that's been fun. I of course talked about it before galaxy is uh i'm extremely nostalgic for love the title and surprisingly even though you have to play through it uh basically twice to like actually beat it for real i'm enjoying it i it yeah it holds up people love that game people really do so i'm not surprised last one uh, and then we can talk about other stuff um mario 3d world which uh Bit of a newer title, but that's the the port, I guess. Yeah, from Didn't the really remake it. Um,
1: well, it's like an enhanced. It's like a port with an expansion because
0: it comes with Bowser's Fury, right? That's right. Yeah, which I haven't. I haven't played um, Bowser's Fury at all. That's sort of like waiting until I finish up with with the the base game, which yeah, I never had a Wii U and actually find the game to be. A lot of fun. And also, like, (laughs) I'm reminded when I'm playing it that it feels very much uh, more friendly than... uh, I think I talked about this last time. I mix these names up all the time. New Super Mario Bros. Deluxe. Deluxe. Yeah. Something. (laughs) The 2D one, basically. Yeah. Um, That one was uh, incredibly harsh and unfriendly in a lot of ways as much as I enjoyed parts of it. Uh, On this one with 3D World, at the very least, it feels like they respect your time a whole lot more when it comes to collectibles uh, because you've got the like uh, three green stars per level plus a stamp. And if you get one of those collectibles and then die as long as you don't game over you don't have to collect it again that's just one of those things it's 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 so small in the grand scheme of things but when you have to repeat a level so many different times and you haven't like you don't feel like you're really locking anything in it feels like with the game that that requires you to collect them every single time if you die, even once. Uh, they're just like, no, you have to do it perfect. There's no other way to play this game.
1: <laughs> like, what? That's
0: interesting. I Yeah.
1: I've played a very limited amount of that game. I've, I've very much not been a big fan of the modern 2D Mario games. That's never... They just never jumped at me, even that first one on the Wii. I know it was a big deal when it came out, and I thought it was cool. But I, I anything past the retro 2D Mario games, I'm just not that excited about. 3D World, on the other hand, I, I, I was supposed to play that with a couple buddies because you can play online with the new Switch version. And he started without me. So <laughs> now I'm just kind of hanging out, not playing it. But yep. that one does look like it could be a pretty good time with with the right people. Oh yeah, yeah. It's been a, it's
0: been a ton of fun. That's my games. Nice. Look at you. Look at you. That's, that's well, not a fair four of months stuff. worth, but yes, yeah, some variety. No, mostly good. Mario. You're,
1: you're playing more than I am. I can tell you that for free. Uh, so you you touched on the Game Boy stuff on Nintendo Switch Online, which I think is a great a great way to, to segue into that. I. I'm very excited about that specifically. That was my moment in that Nintendo Direct. We had a, a few announcements that I think you know the general Nintendo fan is going to like. There was a little bit for everybody this time, which I can really mm-hmm. appreciate. If they, that was a great Direct. It was. It was. I don't want to downplay how how exciting it was. It could have been a, a damn near perfect Direct if instead of at the end showing another teaser for Tears of the Kingdom which was like the third or fourth time now they've closed a direct with that game. <laughs> uh, don't get me wrong, I'm very excited Classic. about it. But like Well done Nintendo. Pat on the back. <laughs> yeah, you know, keep it up. You're you're killing it. But like, I don't know. It's so similar to Breath of the Wild, and I don't really want to know a lot about it. And I think a lot of people feel that way. It's like they keep doing these little teasers that really tell us nothing. So to close the directs with them is just kind of disappointing that like, oh, that's the the big the big reveal at the
0: end. It's just the Tears of the Kingdom again. I forget. Did they like give the release date this time around, or did we already know when it's coming out?
1: We knew. It came last time. Okay. They announced
0: it for May. Right.
1: I think it was originally March, like a while, a long time ago, and then they delayed it a couple months. Pushed it, yeah.
0: Yeah. So really, it's like we didn't get much new other than just a bit of a different look at some of the aspects of the game.
1: Yeah, we saw a few more of the bigger boss-looking enemies. We got a slight peek into what's in the sky this time around. Uh, a couple other new enemies. Uh, there's there was some cave stuff happening, which you know implies that there's going to be more underground stuff on the map this time. I I am still very curious how they're going to do this game because it's the first time they've r- literally just reused a map in a Zelda game ever. They've never done that. So I, I is that what's happening? Yeah, the original map from Death of the Wild is still the map oh. in Tears of the Kingdom.
0: Weird.
1: Yeah. So we've gotten direct sequels. Majora's Mask is a direct sequel to Ocarina of Time. But Majora's mm-hmm. Mask, you leave Hyrule, go to Termina, and it's a whole new place. You, there's no. They reuse a lot of the assets from yep. Ocarina, but it's it's a different place, different world, different landscape. This is literally the same map, but they put stuff in the sky. And it seems like there's a lot more underground stuff. But I question what they're going to mm. do to that main original map to make it seem different, you know? Like, I know where everything right, is yeah. in that map. What's what's uh, what's new? Uh, I'm very curious. I to didn't even you know. realize that. Yeah. It, it's the most direct sequel we've ever gotten to a Zelda game. It is, it is literally mm. the continuation. But anyway. No kidding. I'm excited to see what they're going to do with that. Um you got a few more months to go. I'll avoid any spoilers at this point. I want to go into that game as blindly as I can. Um, what I'm pretty stoked about, my moment in that Direct was the Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games. I was starting to think they weren't going to do it because it took them this long. And then lo and behold, he comes out there and he says, let's take a look at Nintendo Switch Online. And bam, they hit us with Game Boy, which was the less, lesser exciting of the two. Uh, there's so many ways to play Tetris. Why am I going to boot up NES online or uh, Nintendo Switch <laughs> online to play Tetris? <laughs> Game and Watch Gallery yeah, Three. No, I scoffed no at. I, I'm surprised that anybody played it. <laughs> but I, lo and behold, hello, I'm weird. <laughs> congratulations. I just think it's so funny. There's all these like classic Mario and Zelda games come into the service, and you picked Game and Watch Gallery Three. <laughs> yep. Heck yeah. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> i am interested to see what they'll add because uh, they added like gargoyles quest and uh another game that was pretty obscure so i'm curious what other games are going to come to that service what really yeah. got me for game for original game boy is the oracle games were announced to come in the future uh the uh the zelda oracle oh they said i must have missed that it was in the like after their sizzle reel of all what's coming right away Which, by the way, they dropped it immediately. You could play all the games that day. That's what I did.
0: (laughs) That was awesome. I was like, heck yeah, we're playing Game Boy, boys. (laughs) Nintendo
1: never does that. So that was was a huge factor in what made this Direct really cool. Because that wasn't the only thing they did that with, which we'll get to. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, the Zelda Oracle games, I've never played those. I've never really had the... Like, I had a Game Boy Advance growing up, but I never I never owned the games, so I am excited to go back and play those. If you ask me, I think those two games deserve a remake if they're going to do um, another, what was it, Link's Awakening-style uh, remake of a game. I would love yeah, to see yeah. a games get that treatment. Because, yeah, totally. Because uh, it was just a cool concept. You play one of the games, and it will affect the other um, once you beat it. I think that's just a really neat idea. Yep. Uh, th- those are really the two... Original Game Boy games I cared about uh, Super Mario Land Two also that that was cool I I like that they did two because one is not that good <laughs> it's it's pretty forgettable yeah I don't know if I played the first one it's th- you're not missing much it's it's pretty bare bones but two was yeah. great two was probably the best original Mario game on the on the
0: system I would say now correct me if I'm wrong but I feel like the third one was actually with Wario? Am I right on that? Ooh. Like, directly after Super Mario Land 2... Super Mario Land 3 was actually starring Wario. Yeah, yeah. Like. it was. It was. It,
1: that's where they started to get it weird. It was Wario Land Super Mario Land 3.
0: That's right. That is the one that I owned. I would love to play that one again. Oh, my word. <laughs> I think you're all but guaranteed to get it. Because they announced...
1: Uh, the original Wario Land, I think, or Wario Land 2. One of the Wario Lands is also on the, the service.
0: Yeah, I think it's Wario Land 3, which I know nothing about. Right. Yeah, that and so that was in the there. Game
1: Boy Advance collection, I think, right?
0: No, it's on Game Boy. It's it was a, a Game Boy Color game? That's I right. Think? That's right. Yes, it was color. Yeah. You're absolutely right. But yeah, I'm very little interest. Don't know anything about it. Oh, people love that game, actually. Okay. That's that's also one of the
1: better Game Boy games, so it was cool to see that come to the service. Um Yeah, so they made some good picks then. They did for original Game Boy. uh, I think there's a... uh, You can count the amount of truly great original Game Boy games probably on both your hands. Um, (laughs) But now Game Boy Advance, that was a great library. There is so much they could do with Game Boy Advance. And they came out with the heavy hitters. The the most exciting part of the Direct for me was when they said Game Boy Advance and the first game they showed was The Legend of Zelda The Minish Cap. I think that Mm. is the best-looking... Uh handheld Zelda game, and it's just the colors pop, the environments look good, the sprites are awesome. The idea's cool you you shrink down to miniature size, and the whole game's kind of played that way. I've always wanted to play that one, and now I can in an official capacity so i'm I'm very excited about the mini cap mm-hmm. and then uh you know what's really crazy is they didn't give us any Pokemon games at all. Right. And that's a discussion worth having because the Pokemon is the defining franchise of the entire Game Boy Spectrum. Right. Now, I think that, that that comes from a place of the Pokemon company really holding those games close to their chest. They seem to like to remake them, but they never have at any point re-released the original games,
0: which is... Right, because I was going to ask that because I know... Like, back with virtual console on Wii, and I think that was the first one that did it. Yep. And then Wii Wii U having some virtual console options as well. So you're saying those games have never come out again? Never. Never been re-released in an emulation form? Not once. The closest you could get. That doesn't surprise me, to be honest.
1: It doesn't surprise me either, knowing the Pokemon company, but it's like... It's. Do you know how much money they would make just by doing that? <laughs> yeah. Like I don't. Like the remakes are fun and they sell super well, but people would just go crazy for the original games to be playable again, especially it, with the online service where I could trade my Pokemon just right there on the Switch with my friends. There's no like need for a oh, Game right. Boy link yeah. table or anything. I don't yep. know. People would go ham for that. I think. So to see that not happen is surprising. Weirdly enough, we got the Pokemon trading card game for Game Boy Advance. That was the one Pokemon thing that we saw.
0: <laughs> They're like, this is the only one they let us do. It was almost
1: that was almost like a slap in the face. Like, yeah, no, you're not getting, you're not getting what you want.
0: <laughs> I, and I alluded to this earlier. The fact that Game Boy Advance games are limited to the expansion pack. If you don't have the expansion pack, like I don't, you can't play Game Boy Advance games. Yeah, so when I was watching the direct, I thought it was both at first.
1: I only realized after that original Game Boy is with the original uh, expansion. And I I didn't realize that until like a day later. So I think that's kind of neat. There's a lot of conversation going around about if Nintendo Switch Online is a bad deal or not. And I think it absolutely was when it first released. Especially because all the games that offered online were free. And then they randomly said, "Uh, yeah, now they're not. You have to buy NSO. (laughs) But here's (laughs) NES games that were going to drip-feed you over the course of four years. Yeah. Which sucked. And then they did that <laughs> with Nintendo Super
0: Nintendo. Nintendo
1: be Nintendoing, They sure do. And then they added Super Nintendo, which is like, okay, 20 bucks a year, I get to play all these games online, and I get access to the NES and Super Nintendo library for $20 a year. Like, that's, that's nothing. I feel like that wasn't a terrible deal. So it's a point. steal. It, it is. So then they announced the expansion, and at first glance, the expansion... Was not great. It was now fifty dollars a year. You got access to Animal Crossing DLC, uh, the N sixty four online, which had like five games to start, and with more to come. And then Sega Genesis for some reason, which had like twenty right off the bat. <laughs> right. So I forgot about Nintendo sixty four. Yeah, that's still that's a right. They just released Goldeneye uh, like a week ago. Yeah, which is still a crazy get for Nintendo. So the Sega Genesis games coming to NSO was a little like whatever because you could buy the Genesis collection on Switch already and just own it. (laughs) Yeah, that's weird. That was a strange (laughs) addition. But, you know, for N64 games, if you really love the N64, you could get your value out of the $50 a year because you're still getting the NES and the Super Nintendo and Animal Crossing. So if you're actually playing all these games, it wasn't the, the worst deal, but it wasn't great. Right now, though, that they added the Game Boy and Game Boy Advance, I think Nintendo Switch Online isn't bad. It's it's still like a far cry from you know Xbox Game Pass and even what PlayStation's offering, especially because Nintendo's online is
0: shaky at best.
1: <laughs> right, but I don't know. That
0: one time last year when we were trying to play Smash together. <laughs> exactly right.
1: You got to ask yourself how often do you play these games online. You pay the $50 a year, and if you're intentional about, like, okay, I really want to go through the Game Boy and N64 NES, Super Nintendo Library, and like, really play the games where I want, because I think I counted it out when I was talking with my buddy, because I was trying to tell him it's not a terrible deal. There's, like, 106 games or something like that? What was it? There's 106 games across all the, all the services, and at least right. 10 of those you're going to be interested in, like... Half of those games, you're not going to care about. Uh, another quarter, you're going to be on the fence about. And then another quarter, I think you're going to actually want to play. So if you were intentional playing those those 25 legacy, 10 to 15 legacy games, uh, and you, you played Animal Crossing, and you and you actually used Mario Kart Online or Smash Online, I think you're getting an okay deal. Like $50, it's for the year. And if you're intentional about it, it's it's not the worst
0: deal out there. Mm-hmm. Uh I think for me right now, it still doesn't have the the value that I'm really looking for because, I mean, yeah, it would be nice to be able to have access to the, the Mario Kart tracks, DLC and everything without having to pay N64, Game Boy Advance, sure. Uh, but so far, just personally, I don't see any specific titles in there that really make me want to go... Yeah, let's uh, let's pay twice as much per year for this specifically.
1: I hear you. No, I get it. And that's the thing: you still get all the online functionality with the twenty dollars a year. You got to remember what yeah. you're really getting with the expansion is more games to the retro library. And once you play those games, you don't need to pay the fifty dollars a year anymore. You can you can drop down back to twenty. Oh yeah, that's for sure. That's how I see the situation. I think there's a there's a, a good amount of games in that retro library that there's no real other official capacity to play uh, other than the original hardware or, like, the weak virtual console if you happen to have bought the games 10 years ago because that's no longer offered.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: So, yeah, I I think it's a good deal. And then as soon as you're done with those games, yeah, drop back to the $20 uh, option and then... Yeah. Yeah. What was crazy, actually, sorry, Game Boy Advance games. They acknowledged Golden Sun, which is worth talking about. They have not acknowledged that IP since Golden Sun 2 on the Game Boy Advance. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> that was hmm. that was neat, just for fans out there. And yeah. what they really showed off with with the, uh, the Game Boy and Game Boy Advance stuff is that this has become the Nintendo console to go to if you love Metroid. Because... Now, there's Metroid right. 1, there's Metroid 2, Metroid Zero Mission. I assume they're going to add Fusion. They didn't put it in the lineup of games coming, but like it has to come. It, it does. Mm-hmm. Um, it's right there. You have all the legacy Metroid games. And right after the Game Boy games, they announced the Metroid Prime remaster for the original game. Yeah. And it looks great. Like, visually, that was a stunning... It was not just a port or, like, a simple upscale. They they really went in and redid environments to to make it, a mod, like, a modern-feeling game. And I'm very impressed with it visually. It is a little disappointing it's not the trilogy, like, was rumored for, like, three years. Yeah. But, I mean, come on, it's Nintendo. The fact that we got the 3D All-Stars <laughs> as a trilogy was baffling. That was so out of character. This seems to be yeah. much more their alley.
0: Yeah, when I feel bad, because, I mean on so many episodes of this this podcast, I have complained and not shut up about the fact that I'd love to have the trilogy on Switch. So my excitement level for the remaster, I don't know. Like, the first one, here's the thing. I never played the first or second one, and I'd love to be able to play them at some point, but I think just in that capacity to be able to have the option to bounce between them and also be able to play the one that I have played before, which is, uh, three corruption. Yeah. I don't know. That's that more interests me in, in a weird sort of way. And I mean, we've talked about it already. I I, I'm sure that we'll see the second and third ones remastered at some point. It's just kind of weird that they went that route rather than, um, releasing the, the trilogy. Although To be fair, they're not just... Like, this wasn't just a straight port. This was a remaster. So it's one of those things that they can't just poop it out and say, here you go. It's... This would have taken years to update. So...
1: What's interesting, and what uh, there's a lot of discourse online about, is that the Mario trilogy gets released, and it's just straight-up ports of the three games upscaled <laughs> right. $70 but you're getting three games okay sure or 60 but whatever 60 us 70 canadian whatever it is yeah uh, skyward sword a simple port of the game upscaled to hd full price <laughs> and that is just one game <laughs> metroid prime remaster a full remaster of the game new environments new lighting brought into the modern age 40 dollars and I think that's because Nintendo right. didn't do it internally. Retro Studios did, the original creators of Metroid Prime. And that's right. And I think it's because that they did it. Th- they might have had a say in what it was priced at. I'm, I'm not entirely sure how that happened, but it's crazy that it's only $40. Uh, that is still to this day regarded as the best Metroid game. It is almost a unanimous, like, unanimous vote that Metroid Prime one still reigns supreme out of all the metroid prime games and Mm. i i would have loved to see the trilogy that would have been obviously the better deal but you know nintendo knows they can make more money by doing them all individually i get it from a business perspective and nintendo knows their their demographic and their audience and they know that we can absolutely sell these individually and every person who is going to buy the trilogy is going to buy it as one game they'll be a little Mm -hmm. salty about it but they're that's going to sell so we're going to do it like that's a basic business maneuver i get it Uh, i'm just happy it's not a full a full price game i think 40 dollars is a great value it's oh for sure it's a great game fantastic game
0: and let's be clear this is a kind of sort of half new metroid prime game we have it it's on switch yeah like there's so many they did it (laughs)
1: especially for uh you know people didn't grow up with the gamecube you probably have never played it and now it's available to you in a, in a modern sense and it's the same game from back in the day just brought to the new age and i, I don't know i i feel like people have a, a skewed idea of value because video games are still like the cheapest way to of entertainment they are think of what it costs to go to the movies and get a bucket of popcorn like that it's instantly like, and then you're done and then you're done for
0: after an hour three hours
1: yeah you're telling me you're willing, you're willing to pay 30 bucks to go to a movie to see the new Marvel movie that's an hour or two and that's it or you drop 60, double the price, but you get 200 hours out of the new Zelda game. Like Yeah. The the the, the value there, it's there. It's there. Metroid Prime, that's that's a what is that a 30 20 hour game something like that? I don't even know. Again, the value's there for 40 bucks. 100% it's there. So, I don't know, when I see people complain about prices, it's like, really think about what you're getting. All that being said, I've never played Metroid <laughs> Prime. <laughs> never. <laughs> not once.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> I've never been a big Metroid
1: guy. I don't know. I I didn't have it growing up. I, I think I had Metroid 2 on the Game Boy, and I just didn't really care. Uh, so, I think at some point, it's not at the top of my list, but I, I do want to play the game. I'm definitely going to buy it at the very least even if I never play it, just so it sells. I think uh, right. I, I appreciate that Nintendo is giving love to this series that, that Metroid fans have wanted for like 10 years. Super underrepresented on past Nintendo consoles, so to see it so yep. getting so much love now is pretty
0: awesome. When it's It also is it, it it's in a weird sort of way, it feels kind of hopeful that we have Retro Studios doing something Metroid while it isn't Prime 4, the fact that they did remaster the original, it kind of would make sense that they are continuing to work on Prime 4 and presumably 2 and 3. Like, I don't know. (laughs) Business decisions can be made and, and Nintendo does baffling things, but like, it does encourage me that there is some momentum there even though we still know literally nothing about Metroid Prime 4. Uh they're tackling the franchise in some shape or form as they did originally. I mean they're they're the experts with it. I don't know that um I don't know that Nintendo would have trusted anyone else to remaster the original. Hmm. So it's a good choice on that front. I just you know, it's adjacent. It's it's news by proxy. <laughs> I, I have a theory about why this even came out.
1: So, so the Metroid Prime trilogy has been, been rumored ever since Metroid Prime Four was uh, delayed and it was taken out of Bandai Namco's hands and given and given back to Retro Studios to work on. Right. I have had a theory that since that rumor came about, I don't think that was ever Nintendo's plan. I don't think they were ever uh, planning to release the trilogy. But I think they because it was so heavily rumored online, it was everywhere. It was every time the Direct came around. It was this huge speculation like, yep, this is the Direct. We're getting Metroid Prime Trilogy. I think Nintendo (laughs) saw that. And after like a year or two of Metroid Prime, you know, for its delay, I feel like they went to Retro and they're like, we get this is going to take a long time. Can we divide the team, remaster the first Metroid Prime to hold over Metroid fans because it's going to be forever before 4 comes out? I, I really feel like that's what happened, because everybody was clamoring Could for be. this for this trilogy that they just had no plans for. They saw that, they're like, okay, people are going to buy it. There's clearly a demand. Divide your team, keep working on Metro Point Four, but have have some guys go and, and remaster the first game to, to hold people over.
0: Yeah, that's my theory. Who knows? I mean, problem is that Nintendo is so often a black box when it comes to like anything. Oh yeah, it's kind of like yeah we can guess and we can speculate, but it's really hard to know because they are anything except transparent <laughs> it's true it's, you'll never you'll never know what their plan is
1: they're very good at being secretive more than any other company yeah.
0: but I mean let's just to go back there is a not new but newly remastered Metroid game that you can get right now on switch I didn't, and I don't know if I will. <laughs> But the fact that that exists and that Nintendo is continuing to give attention to this franchise warms my heart just a little bit. The whole
1: Direct (laughs) warmed my heart a little bit. Uh, I don't care about any of these IPs I'm about to mention, but them giving love to Metroid, which was an underloved series for years, was really Mm -hmm. cool. They dropped the the remaster that day also, just like the Game Boy stuff, which was super unexpected.
0: Yeah, that... That That's huge. That was the driving
1: force to why that direct was so cool. Like, that is oh, for why. Sure. Uh, but it wasn't just Metroid. They, there's a new Professor Layton game coming that they announced. We don't know when, but we know it's coming. And Professor Layton has, like, a very big cult following amongst Nintendo fans. And same with Battalion happy Wars. Happy for him. I'm happy for him, too. Same with Battalion Wars that has, like, a very niche cult following from the game boy days and they are remastering battalion wars so nintendo is giving attention and this makes sense we're at like the tail end of the switch's lifespan uh, they're out of their big ips to you know deliver if they're working on another big mario game it's probably for the next switch whatever that's going to be yeah so it, it's cool to see that the uh they're using this time to give love to those you know underappreciated titles ips
0: yeah i mean if if this is like you say, sort of the the winding down of the Switch's life cycle, and I mean they've they talked sort of talked about that as well. At one point a few years back, they said they sort of estimated that it was kind of like halfway through the Switch's lifetime. Yeah. Um, well,
1: it'll be seven years next March.
0: Right. Yep. So I mean, I I don't know how they think about this in a macro scale, but I'm sure. Someone at Nintendo is trying to pitch it in such a way that let's try and have a release schedule that finishes well. Because typically uh, the things that come later are more top of mind for people. And so if you put something out that sucks right near when the the console kind of just peters out, then it feels a little bit like a... Not a great way to end it, uh, <laughs> but I don't know. Historically, Nintendo has been pretty okay with ending off console. Well, I mean, I, I could be misremembering, but the Wii U was a flop. <laughs> the Wii U was an <laughs> absolute. Almost all the way through, yeah. it feels like, or at least that's the general sentiment. W-
1: with their handhelds, Nintendo's always done great with the way they kind of fizzle them out. It's it. it, That's always been handled pretty well with their consoles. It's been a little more jagged, because half of their consoles have really undersold. Mm. That being said, with the next Nintendo's next console, Nintendo, like we said, they're a very unpredictable company. But I know they have one pattern that remains consistent, and that pattern makes me very excited for the next Nintendo console. And it's they have a rule of twos, where they will rebrand as a new thing, the NES. And then the next generation will be an upgraded version of that thing. The Super Nintendo is just a beefed-up NES. It's a better version of the NES. Then comes the N64. New generation. We're in 3D, four players, lots of fun, you know, party games, couch co-op. The GameCube comes out. It is a beefed-up N64. Same idea. No gimmicks. It's just a better N64. The Wii comes out. New generation. New thing. Motion controls. Motion controls. It is what it was. You like it or you hate it. Then the Wii U comes out, which was meant to be a better Wii. It technically was. It was more powerful. It had HDMI. (laughs) Everything was there. It just was marketed very poorly, which is funny because it was marketed exactly like the Wii. It's just the the gimmick was gone. So families, (laughs) you know, people didn't care anymore. The, yeah, the gamepad was weird. It was super weird, and a lot of people love the gamepad. I, I still hate it. I feel it's so clunky in your hands. I, I hate that. Though. Yeah. Anyway, the Switch comes out. Whole new, whole new vision, new generation. It's a, it's a portable hybrid. You can dock it at home. You can take it on the go. The screen kind of sucks. Here's the OLED. We made that a little better. So I'm very excited for Gen 2 of Nintendo's current, you know, branding whatever they're going to call it, the Nintendo Super Switch or whatever it's going to be. It's just going to be a better Switch. And I... The new Switch. uh, They might do that. They did it with the 3DS. The the Switch Plus. You heard it here first, folks. The new Nintendo Switch Plus and Knuckles Advance. XL. XL. I'm excited. I love the Switch. I think there's a very strong argument to be made that it is Nintendo's best console. Uh, I, I would love to have that conversation at some point. But, Mm. I yeah, I'm very excited to see. And I think, with that being the case, it will be backwards compatible with the current Switch. So all your games,
0: you can just... I think it'll still be cartridge-based. You can play them all on the next console, which I... You would really hope, because they didn't do a great job of that, uh, and maybe that was just intentional, that the Switch was kind of just like, nope, you can't play anything else on it, but we will bring you most of the games. You just have to buy them again. It's like, I mean, that's... It's a business, but it's also anti-consumer. It's like, come on,
1: guys. Well, the, it, the Switch was so successful. Like, it, it has outsold everything but the Game Boy in, in terms of Nintendo. It outsold the Wii. It outsold, I think it's the third best-selling console of all time underneath the Game Boy and PS2.
0: Yeah, it is their golden goose. It is.
1: So for them to just, one, it would break their pattern. But for them to abandon that the idea and do something entirely new would be a mistake. And I think they, they are aware of it. I think they th- their best move is to continue support for the Switch, make the new version. And I think maybe maybe at first some of the games will be available on both, and then after a year they'll only be on the new updated model because it'll be more powerful. But yeah. I, but I think stuff like Nintendo Switch Online, I think it's going to carry over the branding Nintendo Switch to whatever the new console's called, and NSO will be right from day one available on the new version. That's That's just how I see it going. No, I'm I'm excited to see what's in store. I think we're gonna hear about it later this year, if I had to
0: guess. I'd love if that were true. Me too. Me too. Because it's it is getting unfortunately, as much as I kinda joined the bandwagon a little bit late in the life cycle, uh yeah, I'd I'd love to see what Nintendo is cooking up. We've <laughs> I'd love to just especially on Twitter, to not have all of the rumors of the switch pro is coming no what's the real name here right what is the thing and like let's like rumors are fun rumors are fine but at a certain point you got to go all right what's actually happening because what what are we what are we going to be able to play what are we going to be able to do with this thing those are the kind of conversations i want to have do you play your switch in handheld mode or on the TV more often? Good question. Um, I would say generally docked more often just because on a controller front, I don't think we've talked about this before, but uh, the thing with Joy-Cons is that I think a lot of people have a hard time just holding it properly. It gets a little bit... Like it's small, you know, they, they're hard to hold for long periods of time. And they're, you know, you can buy some grips and things to sort of alleviate some of those issues. I think some people that already have issues with that amount of grip, uh, just don't like it at all. For me, as soon as I was able to try out a pro controller, I was like, no, this is, this is what I'm using now. (laughs) so that has sort of i think influenced the fact that i uh, yeah i do generally play it a lot more on on the tv than i would in handheld not to say that i that i can't i mean i'll i'll often kind of switch between those two let's say if i want to have something in the background like a show or a podcast or something or whatever if the tv is otherwise occupied with something else then yeah i'll I'll uh, go portable and also like being able to play in the car is honestly a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Um, I played it on a plane once too, I think. Oh, did you? Was, and it, it was an experience. <laughs> I, I always
1: take it with me when I travel, but I never end up playing it for some reason. I, I don't know why. Maybe I just feel like too much of a weeb pulling up my Switch on an airplane. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I usually have my laptop with me so I can, like, I don't know, I can boot up Minecraft or something. I don't know.
0: But what about the commercials where you're popular and you have like 7 million friends and you're all playing on the The rooftop. commercials
1: really do make the Switch look awesome. I mean, if I could like get around a, a barrel of fire on a New York City rooftop and, and, and play uh, and play Smash Brothers on a picnic bench, that'd be sick. I'd be really into that. No, I also play uh, docked like 99% of the time. In fact, I, I always use a Pro Controller. I bought the Pro Controller day one at the Switch launch. And the Mm -hmm. only time I've ever used my Joy-Cons was when Super Mario Party came out and we would go to my buddies that that summer. And we we always ended up playing it because we we had fun with it. It was Mm. by far not a great Mario Party overall, but it was just enough that we had some fun with it. Just average. Yeah. And I did like the fact that you could just take both the Joy-Cons off, hand them to somebody, and you could just play Mario Party with one Joy-Con. That was the only instance where I've appreciated them for what they are. I would never want to play a big... It is handy, yeah. It is. I would never want to play a big, like, robust 3D Mario game or adventure game, Zelda game. Any any game with depth, basically, with Joy-Cons. That's, I want to sit with a controller on a bigger screen. But for stuff like Mario Party and those yeah. little indie titles that don't require a lot of controls, yeah, the yeah, cons are a little uncomfortable, but when you're just working with one and you're very casually playing, it's actually pretty great that that's an option.
0: Uh, yep, for casual and, and like party games, you get some friends over. Yeah, it works. It's it's not ideal, but it works.
1: Yeah, no, it's fine.
0: Yeah, uh, I think when I first got the Switch and was playing Odyssey, I far more preferred uh, using the Joy-Con grip that it comes with. Um, it's not the same as a pro controller, but it has a little bit of that feel. It kind of just, it extends out the ability to use those Joy-Cons, you're still limited to the size of the buttons and the and the joysticks, but it's, it's passable. Yeah. I just think I, I enjoyed it far more with the Pro Controller, just because, not to say that I have huge hands or anything, but I think it's just that comfort level uh, for the amount of time that I do spend playing <laughs> sometimes, when I have the free time, that is uh they just it makes my experience far more enjoyable so
1: i think they nailed the pro controller it's it's uh, one of my favorite controllers actually xbox one mm. and pro controller are very close and then ps4 somewhere underneath that i, I really like the feel of it i'm, I'm, I'm a big fan it's yeah. it's solid the joy-con grip i did use for a while when playing breath of the wild and i never quite got accustomed to it i can't remember why i was using that's it that's fair because I, I was already used to the Pro Controller and there's a switch to it. it. It's definitely appreciated, especially because the grip comes with your Switch. That's not like an extra yeah. thing. It's... yeah. It, they,
0: they knew what they were doing. <laughs> they did.
1: And if you don't have the Pro Controller, it, it's a great, like, option to have. Uh, yeah. Loosely using
0: Joy-Cons can be kind of a pain. Yeah, without without even the... They give you those... Uh, I don't know what you call them. The, like... I guess the wrist straps that also then give a a bit of a extra bump to the shoulder buttons that are oh yeah otherwise not used. <laughs> yes, I,
1: I've only ever used those in those Mario Party games we played. They're they're
0: yeah weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just a small little accessory, and I mean, they, they it makes it a little bit more usable. But yeah, it's it has been a generally a weird experience for all kinds of different things. It works for for casual things i think you're right on that but i don't know what they would have done differently in order to improve that because i mean the the issue that they're trying to solve making it hybrid is the controller kind of necessarily has to be a little bit smaller than usual because otherwise then the switch becomes this massive thing that you have to carry around and it's not portable anymore yeah, I think in
1: terms of what they were attempting to do, they did it pretty well, uh, Joy-Con drift aside. I think they had a pretty oh. reasonable design. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see how they will adapt that in the the second iteration of the Switch if they uh, the Joy-Cons yeah. get a whole new design and they won't be compatible or if it's kind of the same thing.
0: So uh, you just mentioned drift there. I want to ask you, has your uh, what what has your experience been with that in terms of your controllers? Have they started to drift? Have you experienced that at all? I fully believe it's a real problem. Like I, I it
1: is very clear that that's an issue. Nintendo tried to like make it sound like it's not for a while. <laughs> I do. I again, like I said before, I play with my Joy Cons maybe one percent of the time. And it's when I am it's a very niche scenario where I'm like physically with friends and we want to boot up something like Mario Party. And I haven't done that since 2018, I think. So my Joy-Cons are fine because they're underused. If that is your mm. main source of play though, yeah, you're probably gonna run into the issue.
0: Yeah, so for me, I think two sets. So it came with it came with the uh the blue and red. And then I bought uh, the matching opposite so that you could like have both controllers be the same color. Right. And ultimately then you have four. So like for playing with friends and stuff is a little bit easier. Yes. All four of those drift. So I got a new set that have been really good so far. And uh, my pro controller has started to drift as well. A little bit. Really, the left? Yes. The I don't know if that is something that has happened for a lot of people. I've more heard that Joy Cons will do that, but um, every so often, the left joystick will move a little bit down. Really, and it's very intermittent. It's not like it's not a, a game breaking issue at all. I'm still able to manage with basically anything that I'm playing, but every so often it happens, and it's just, it's so discouraging. It's like, come on, guys.
1: <laughs> I have never even heard of that issue. Nobody's ever really complained about the Pro Controller that I've seen anyway. Yeah. So that's a little uh, disheartening.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I like, I, to be clear, I've almost played Animal Crossing for 2,000 hours. Uh, <laughs> and like... I would be very uh, curious to
1: see your, uh, your actual play time on that. Yeah, I'll have to check. I want you to check because I want to compare it to my playtime in Breath of the Wild and see who's played more. (laughs) I'm actually very curious what those numbers are.
0: Well, it's like, it's, I mean, I, it's funny because I don't really consider that to really mean all that much because effectively, like, it's a regular game that I'm playing. It has become the thing that I check in on and do a couple things kind of every day. So like maybe an hour or two, I'm playing pretty much all the time mm-hmm. so those those hours are gonna add up but also like I don't look at it it's it's a large number cumulatively but also I don't really consider that to be to mean the same thing as with with breath of the wild or something where it's very clearly like a narrative game it's not to say that there's only one way to play a Zelda game but like it kind of has a few different endings whereas animal crossing is just kind of like a an open-ended you can stop whenever you want kind of thing um
1: you're absolutely right there isn't really
0: any hard goals or whatever
1: you're absolutely right that is 100 true there is like a, a definite this is when you beat breath of the wild but the way that i go into that game is such a is such a it's with such a childlike reverence when I play that game. It, it's like I'm uh, I'm playing a Tony Hawk game when I'm seven, where it's like I am just aimlessly running around having a great time. I'm not doing the story half the time. I'm not doing quest. I'm just finding random camps of moblins and figuring out a cool way to kill them. I'm just climbing a mountain because I can. The right, way I okay. pl- the way I play that game is super sandbox, and I think Nintendo right. really encouraged that with the way they designed it. For the amount of hours I've put in. Yeah, so maybe that is comparable, actually. It is a little bit. Because I've only ever actually went to beat the boss of the game once. Every every other time I boot it up, that's not even on my mind. I just want to go play. (laughs) And that's that's why I love that game. So I'd be curious what they are comparatively. Although, to be fair, I've been playing it since 2017.
0: Right, yeah, on and off. Yeah pretty sure it came out at that point right like it was oh yeah i've been playing it since the day brand new
1: exactly since the day it came out i'm using the same pro controller i had back then which is why i'm also surprised you're experiencing drift because i've had mine since the launch of the console and it it works like it
0: did day one yeah i don't know it's unfortunate i will say you so you reminded me of one of the things that i think i really enjoy about a game just in general And, I mean, we talked last episode about how, like, this year we'd really like to be able to play more games just in general, experience more stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think we're mostly on board, both of us, (laughs) on that front. But I think the the thing you were saying about being able to just jump in and kind of take an open-ended approach to it, that is, I think, something that I really appreciate in, in a game often. Not to say that, like... I don't play a whole lot of open-ended or open-world games, whatever you want to call it. But the, the few that I have played, uh, I have sunk a lot of hours into just just doing that exact kind of thing where I'm like, if it if a game has fleshed out its world enough that you really have a lot of little things to do, not even just quests, but like, if they just give you an environment that you enjoy being able to explore and just sort of like run around and figure out random things, like if I think back to uh, my experience with playing Spider-Man 2, I think on Xbox or PlayStation, I don't remember. Um, that that one was on a much smaller scale, but it was it was just really fun to take in the world and you could like, Run around, do random things, and there wasn't really, like, a, a huge push as much as there is, like, Spider-Man has has a, a narrative and, like, story moments to do. I think some of the, the most fun gaming memories I have are those sorts of things, where I'm like, the world is open, uh, the map is big enough that I don't have to feel like I'm confined to one specific area, I can just travel around, screw around.
1: <laughs> you're, uh, you're nailing it on the head right now. You're, you're killing it. We should continue this exact conversation because I have a lot to say about it. I would love to make a, a video essay on this exact thing. because what, what I think of my influence of what I like in, in games growing up, stuff like Tony Hawk, Super Mario 64, Spyro, Spider-Man 2, Grand Theft Auto... All these games, Minecraft, all these games share one thing in common. And they all hold such a special place in my heart. And it's not because that they had extremely good narratives or the the, the quest lines are super fun. It's because these were the games that when I was bored, I would just go into and play in the world like it was a sandbox. I'd make up my own story that I would just play out in my head as I'm swinging through the cities of New York. In Grand Theft Auto, there were so many things you could do. I, I would pretend I was a police officer I remember the first, like, 80 hours I put into that game, I didn't even look at the storyline. I was just playing in the world, like, making up my own ideas. And that's a really special thing that I think I was missing for a lot of years until Breath of the Wild came out, and it kind of brought that back and it reminded mm. me that that's what I really cherish in uh, in video games.
0: Yeah. Well, it sounds like we've got a YouTube video to write. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> On those channels that we never release anything to.
1: <laughs> yeah, those are the ones. Make, maybe release the one you've been working on for the past 18 years and then... <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm getting close. I'm getting close. you good. I, I don't think I've mentioned it on the podcast, but uh, it is a, the, I kind of had a soft goal that I wanted to release a video in the past couple months and uh, apart from some technical issues, it'll happen. I, I, can't, I can't say when, but it'll happen. <laughs> we are
1: all looking very forward to it.
0: Also, oh, am I? Yeah, I bet. <laughs> It'll be nice to <laughs> just have it out and then like be able to work on the next thing, you know? Because it's it it's been one of those interesting new projects that I've taken on, which uh, has been fun, but has also taken way longer than I hoped it would. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's too
1: easy to nitpick, and then eventually you gotta be like, this is what I want. Let's release it and move on.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think I'll I'll be able to talk about it more once I actually put it out, but. Uh, Looking forward to it. Check it out youtube.com/digitmason. What Love the self plug. <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> well done. Flawless execution. Like and subscribe, share the Great d- five stars. Shill, shill. Send it to your friends. <laughs>